Good morning, Mrs. Hingle. Uh, how lovely to see you again. Always so nice to welcome uh, old chums back to uh, Lady Grenfell Primary School. I'm afraid things are a little chaotic, uh, as per usual. Boris! Uh, Boris! Do put Theresa down. She's not a bicycle. Well, I know she has jewellery on. Yes, Boris, I know it looks like a chain. That's not metal, Boris, now is it? You know very well that we made the jewellery yesterday from loom bands. Theresa has simply spray-painted her silver. Now, say sorry to Theresa and... Uh, Put your helmet away. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Hingle. Uh, they are apt to be rather over-imaginative at this point in the morning. We are thinking uh, about uh, making the cookies uh, gluten-free in the future. George, what did I say about taking away people's lunch money? That's right. We don't do that, do we? Now... Where was I, Mrs. Hingle? Yes, uh, we're having uh, quite a busy morning this morning. The group are learning all about Europe, the ins and the outs, as it were. Uh, most of the group are getting quite used to the idea of debating. Uh, a useful skill for the uh, future, I'm sure you'll agree, Mrs. Hingle. I think most of them enjoy it. Uh, poor little Ian threw a bit of a strop earlier. Uh, but he's calming down now. He was in the ball pool, and uh, as ball pool monitor, he was under the impression that there was an equal share of balls for each of the little ones. Uh, last week, uh, Mrs. Hingle, uh, one of the uh, younger pupils, uh, had a little accident in the pool, and we had to dispose of some of the balls for hygiene's sake. Poor Ian says uh, we didn't keep him informed, uh, and now I'm afraid he, he no longer wants to be uh, the monitor. They do have their little personalities at this age, don't they, Mrs. Hingle? George, I, I won't tell you again. You have your lunch money. You can't just help yourself to everyone else's. Jeremy, Je Jeremy... Take your fingers from up your nose and do put on your tie properly. Well, I don't care what Mr. Mark says. Uh, we have to be neat and tidy when we have visitors. There is something of a blame culture creeping in around here, Mrs. Hingle. Uh, last week, Tony, one of the older boys, claimed that he'd seen little Saddam uh, hiding a pea shooter near the sand pit. I'm afraid poor Saddam got a reprimand and uh, was sent home. We searched the sandpit, but uh, not a trace of the pea shooter. One of life's little mysteries, Mrs. Hingle. George! George! Don't do that. Well, uh, we are teaching the group all about finance at the moment. Uh, piggy banks and budgeting for the tuck shop, that sort of thing. In these difficult fiscal times, it is useful for the little ones to know why Mummy and Daddy can no longer afford two Jaguar motor vehicles and three foreign holidays a year. We're trying to instill empathy as part of the curriculum. Little David over there is very keen. He's buzzing around like a little bee, getting everyone to tighten their belts and 
Save up their pennies. Uh, George, give Heidi back her crutches at once. Well, George, you know she can't stand up properly without them. I'm not going to argue with you, George. Well, no, George. I'm afraid you, you can't charge her a fee. Just, just give them back. That's right. What do you mean, George? If you give them back, you'll have to take away her chair. No, George. You must let Heidi be. She may have more lunch money than everyone else, but that doesn't mean you have to charge her for being near the bookshelves. <laughs> well, yes indeed, Mrs. Hinkle. They can be a little single-minded. Uh, George! Boris! Don't you dare fire those catapults at David while his back is turned! The Richard Usher Podcast. Assorted audio antics from Larynx Productions. Written and presented by Richard Usher. Shakespeare put it best, beware the eider-down of March. Yes, the spring sunshine creeps through the curtains, but it can still be bitterly cold outside, and it's all too tempting to stay put in your bed and listen to the latest edition of the Richard Usher podcast. Of course, dear Will Shakespeare breathed his last in spring. In fact, April 2016 will see the 400th anniversary of his death being commemorated. Well, keep the actors in work, even the really bad ones. Ah, here comes the lady. Oh, so light a foot will ne'er wear out the everlasting flint. A lover may bestride the gossamer that idles in the wanton summer air and yet not fall, so light is vanity. Lovely. Yeah, but we are on the clock here, so if you could just cut to the chase, Friar. Well, I never... How rude. Very well. Come, come with me, and we will make short work. For, by your leaves, you shall not stay alone till Holy Church incorporate two in one. Now... Dost thou, Romeo, take the fair Juliet to be thy wife? I do. And to you, fair Juliet, taketh the noble Romeo to be thy husband? I do. Very well. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Juliet, you may now give your husband the poison. Here you are. Drink this. Oh, Tom. And Romeo, you may now stab the bride. Oh, stop. Oh, oh, feel kitty. It's today. So, yes, according to the profitably lamented Mr. Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet were married on the 11th of March in 1302. We'll have more twist retakes on times past shortly. One chap who never rests on the laurels of his past is the master of mirth, Ben Bernard. Like any freelancer, the self-styled saviour of light entertainment has to make a crust somehow, and he's recently taken up house-sitting.
Log Off Ben Bernard, Series 3, Episode 2, House Sitting. Hey, now it's on there. Now it's on there. Ooh, Jeremy chuffing Carl. I'd rather pour vinaigrette salad dressing into my eyes. Ooh. Now it's on. Now it's on. Repeat. Ooh, chuffing free view. Eee, there's a reason it's free. Eee, I'm house-sitting today. As a sort of paid favour. Well, they did offer. The wife said it would be rude to accept payment, but, but I'm not proud. Any road. I was keen to help because they said they'd just had Sky installed. I didn't realise they meant they'd had the ceiling fitted with a live projection of the sky outside. They say it brings the outside to them in the comfort of their armchairs without the fuss and bother of the weather. I'd rather they had sports channels or some box sets I could download. Chuffy nippies. Any road. I'm here to wait in for parcels while they go off to some swanky reunion lunch. So far... I've helped a man handle 33 boxes from Ikea. Nearly gave me a chuffing hernia. And about 20 other boxes from different delivery firms across the alphabet. UPS, DPD, PDQ, XY and chuffing Z. You've got to be sharp though. Half of them ring the doorbell and are back in their cabs before you've wiped the cornflakes off your tash. There's going to be more cardboard boxes in this place than you'll find in a London pass in London soon. <laughs> Mind you, I've had some fun at the expense of my hosts, as they don't like cold callers. So far, I've hired a dodgy tree surgeon, signed them up to three charity walks, booked their gutters in for a clearing, and bought ten of the latest DVD releases from a Chinese fellow with a canvas satchel and a single line of patter. I'll tell them it was my blue sky thinking. House Sitting was written and performed by Richard Usher. It was edited and produced by Glisten.media on behalf of Larynx Productions. Hehe. <laughs> On deck. Oh, not so loud, sailor. Are you trying to make my ears bleed? <laughs> ah, good, good morning, Captain Sandwich. Uh, morning, sir. Uh, or, or should I say afternoon? Ah, yes, uh, quite. <laughs> Everything shipshape, Captain? Uh, indeed, Admiral. And, and you, sir? Uh, the celebrations for our new colony uh, were still in full swing when I returned to the ship. Uh, oh, indeed, uh, a splendid night. Uh, perhaps uh, a little too much rum. Uh, nothing uh, a pot of tea and some macaroons won't cure, eh? <laughs> now, uh, uh, let's see how Bermuda is looking, shall we? <laughs> Telescope, if you please, Captain. Oh, my goodness! Bermuda! What is it, sir? It's disappeared! We must be near that darned Bermuda Triangle. Oh, this is tragic. Uh, no, Admiral. Uh, uh, you still have the lens cap on, sir. Good Lord. I still can't see it, Sandwich. Heavens, if Bermuda is still there, then we must have disappeared. No, sir. Now you're pointing it to the sky. Um, 
how much did you drink last night, Admiral? Well, uh, we, we got to a, a few kegs of rum, and uh, then we moved on to a um, drinking game. <laughs> we had to down this stuff in these tiny glasses. Uh, I, I, I think the locals called them Bermuda shots. <laughs> You're listening to the Richard Usher podcast, or at the very least, cocking an ear to it while you get on with the washing up. That last bit of twistery from the On This Day annals celebrated the 12th of March 1609, the day Bermuda became a British colony. Well, I just thought I'd mention it. Now, you may recall that I made a few references to Shakespeare earlier. Well, I remember a while ago, possibly even a couple of years back, the British Library's Wi Fi service blocked an online version of Hamlet due to the violent content. I also recall that a friend of mine was locked out of the internet at a college in Scunthorpe during a search on local history. Got me thinking. Ah, good afternoon, dear lady. Do please lower your voice, sir. This is a library. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And... I wish to conduct some research for my forthcoming appearance at the Haymarket with Hamlet. Oh, I see. You're an actor. And you're playing the day? Well, when I say forthcoming appearance with Hamlet, I, I refer to my audition piece. I, I have my father's skull with me for luck. Hmm. Was he an actor too? Nice to inherit a Yorick, a lovely prop. No, 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 no. Papa was a, a milkman, I believe. Is his actual scum. Well, if you would care to take a seat at that computer terminal, you can start with some online research if that would suit. Thank you, madam. Hamlet. Soliloquy. I. Hiatus. Make. Blocked by Jove. Blocked by Jove. Very well. Let us try Bear, Bear, Bobkin. Welcome to part 10 of Self-Esteem and Peak Performance with Dave Ross. In parts 8 and 9, Dave showed you how it can be possible to maximize your victories against the negative aspects of your life by executing your friends and neighbors. Dave also showed you that slaughtering innocent people is not just good fun, but that it can also help to enhance your feelings of power and total corruption. In part 10 of Self-Esteem and Peak Performance, Dave Ross will show you the path to ultimate power and total world dominance through mass genocide and a regime of physical exercise that you can try in your chair. Now, stand by for part 10 of Self-Esteem and Peak Performance with Dave Ross. If I may have your attention, many of you here today attending this seminar will no doubt be keen to learn how I, Dave Ross, survive day to day in this harsh and stress-ridden world. You see, my friends, I do things that give me pleasure, and I do things to others that bring them pain. See, the sun rides over a country suffering from drought, 
I love to do that. Created a microscopic organism that will wipe out all living matter. I love to do that. And it is by doing these things that I make life so much more worthwhile. In order to survive in this world, we must never forget the joy of making survival for others utterly intolerable. Never smiling, always frowning. Never saying thank you when someone has held open a door for you. In all these ways, we can make life hell for others, thus increasing our own self-esteem and reducing theirs. Can you see the result? The power we gain over these sad, empathetic individuals. I would ask you one question. Could you do it? Yes. Yes. To know that the tiny pressures of life could be enough to ruin everything. Yes. Yes. I would do it. That power would set my self-esteem levels up above the gods and through our daily existence in this stressed out world, I shall have that power! In part 10 of Self-Esteem and Peak Performance with Dave Ross, Dave has shown us how to love and cherish the nastier things in life. How to use blatant ignorance, total lack of consideration, and abject misery to make the world an unhealthier place for others. Try using these skills at home or in the office, and you'll find that day-to-day -day life can be hell for others, but fun for you. Steady as she goes, number one. Lower the final cable unit into place. Oh, skip a lowering now. Cable unity place, sir. Ah, well done, everybody. <laughs> Good work. The first underwater telephone line is installed, and the submarine monarch will sail into history. <laughs> what the dickens? Crumb, sir. That must be the first underwater telephone call. Ah, hello, Submarine Monarch. He hello? Have you been missold payment protection insurance? Is there no escape from these bloody calls? Oh! Damn it, my fingers! Hello? Have you been injured in an accident at work? Another moment reimagined, this time the 14th of March 1891, and as you heard the submarine Monarch laid the first underwater telephone line. The extortionate bill due to roaming charges, should have been depth charges, uh, came in about a month later. Well, that's about it from this second edition of the Richard Usher podcast. I'll leave you with one last spot of On This Day Twistery for March, and the closure on the 21st of March in 1963 of the maximum security Alcatraz prison in San Francisco Bay.
the noise down, huh? Yeah, what do you want, buddy? Got a truckload of cans for you guys. Can you open up, huh? Sorry, buddy. We're closed. Try another chip. What do you mean you're closed? What am I supposed to do with a truckload of murderers and rapists, huh? Not my problem, buddy. Take him to Disney World. Now Alcatraz ain't a prison no more. I've got 1,500 hot dog rolls to butter before the first tours arrive. Huh. Don't get me started on sweeping out the cells. Okay, so this ain't a prison no more? Nope. And uh, it's gonna be a tourist attraction? Yep. Well, uh, I can only see one solution, pal. What's that, buddy? Let me have 20 tickets. I'll make mine a chili dog. You have been enjoying the award-avoiding Richard Usher podcast. Written, performed, edited, and produced by Richard Usher. With thanks to Glisten.media. Jazz comedy theme courtesy of bensound.com. The Richard Usher podcast is a Larynx production. <laughs>